exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Happy Monday, everybody listening. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap. This is 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. I am your host, as usual, every Monday, Alex Sharg, to my left, to my right, full length of the panel. We have a Sports Wrap panel with us today on the very first Sports Wrap chat, uh, where we delve into an issue, uh, whether it be concussions, student-athletes, Anything in the world of sports, we have an hour-long discussion going, giving the ins and outs from each perspective and from each of our panel members. Welcome again. I'm Alex Sharg. If it is your first time listening, let me explain to you how the show is set up. We start with MSU Sports first. We jump to local. That's your Detroit Lions, Pistons, Tigers, and more. Then we jump to a little bit of national. We try to throw it in there, but in an hour. There's so much to cover. We do the best we can. Uh, we do have listeners from all over. I'm proud to announce today we have a listener as far as Mexico City and even as far as Miami, Florida and San Jose State University. Welcome to the Sports Wrap. Uh, we are an international listen station, so that is very nice to see and hear as well. Uh, we do usually have a co-host. His name is David DeFever. He's out working for Spartan Vision. He'll probably be back next week, uh, as well as joining in future Sports Wrap panel discussions as well. So like I did say, it is the first Sports Wrap chat, and with the first Sports Wrap chat, we do have open lines when we do not have special guests. And our special guest for the show to, for the special the for the show tonight, we do have East Lansing head basketball coach Steve Finnamore, and we also have a former football player Takudzwaku Verona. Uh, he actually is also known as TK. Uh, originally from Zimbabwe, he'll be joining us at around 7.15 on the Sports Wrap. So, like I did say as well, we do have a Sports Wrap panel. Uh, today, we do have five five different panelists from all over MSU campus. Uh, first, we do have Jeff Preston. Jeff Preston is originally from Ithaca, New York, and is a sophomore journalism major. His previous work includes duties as a sports columnist for Spartan Edge, and he currently is doing work for iSports Web as a correspondent for the Buffalo Bills. So, Jeff, great to have you on. Talk a little bit about what you've been doing for iSports and the Buffalo Bills. Well, it's it's an internship program, actually, that I was able to get through the journalism school. And what I am essentially what I essentially do is give two pieces a week, pretty much calm, um, opinion-based pieces, about the Buffalo Bills, kind of a, a, um, a game recap of sorts. Sure. And now, now, in East Lansing, it must be very hard to catch the games, especially from Buffalo. You you, you got to put some work into it, but, you know, <laughs> you, you do what you, you got to do. Get the job done. Very good. Get the good. job done, indeed. We also do have Aaron Jordan, who is our second panelist. Aaron has worked at the Big Ten Network Student U in a variety of different capacities. He also is a frequent live tweeter of sports events, so give him a follow, which is how he gains and unfortunately, sometimes loses followers. Aaron, good to have you. Talk a little bit about Big Ten Student U, what you've done. I've seen you at the basketball games a couple of times. Well, BTN Student U, I've done everything from announce a softball game. I've ran a camera before. That was a dirty trick on how I got into that. Um, and I've also ran the scoreboard that comes on the screen, the fly box. That's actually what I've been doing lately. 
Apparently, I'm going to be announcing some wrestling uh, coming up later this month, so God save me. <laughs> hey, what's, what's the hardest part about announcing and really doing work for Big Ten Studio? The hardest part about announcing really is um, trying to figure out just watching the action. And I was color commentator for the softball game, so figuring out what to say when, how much time I had to say something. And you have to do a lot of research for it to know each and to know the players, to know the teams, the sport. Sure. Um, Jennifer here, you're going to introduce her in a second. She can attest to that. Absolutely. So. so we have wrestling softball, we've got our Buffalo Bills, and we do have Jennifer Swanchera, who is a sophomore broadcast journalism student, also working for Big Ten Network Student U, but she does women's basketball and volleyball. So Jennifer, talk a little bit about your experience. The volleyball team, obviously a lot of hype behind them to start the year. Uh, some, some minor fallouts along the way, dropping a couple close games uh, that I've been catching along. Uh, talk a little bit about your experience, Jennifer. It's been a lot of fun. My first opportunity was with volleyball. Having to learn the volleyball game, and I tried out for the middle school team, didn't make it. And that was the end of my volleyball career, so I had to quickly learn the ins and outs of volleyball and, you know, interview Coach George and get really close with her, and she helped me out a lot. And then doing women's basketball has been just a lot of fun. I enjoy basketball a lot, and it's been fun to see, you know, them being able to come back after all those injuries, especially with, you know, Mass and Williams, a 6'5 powerhouse that hasn't been able to play for the first three years, and... It's been fun to fun to do. Yeah, even though you say your volleyball career has ended, if anything, it's just starting because you can do way more if not playing on the volleyball team by doing more with journalism, broadcasting. You, you've got it all going on. That's what I'm hoping for. All right, very good. <laughs> we also do have John Yales, who has been on the Sports Wrap before. Uh, he's a sophomore journalism student here at MSU. Has worked as a DJ and at multiple sports talk shows in the area. John, what other shows have you worked on throughout the area? Talk a little bit about your experience and even as a DJ here at the Impact. Um, I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. I've shadowed at a couple sports stations around the area. Detroit area, 97 won the ticket. Oh, great. Um, and the game here in East Lansing. Just kind of following <coughs> posts around, seeing what they're doing. Yeah, what's it been like working with uh, Matt Dog and, and all the guys yeah, over at, at 730? It, it's fun to see guys who have really good personality, who can just talk about anything. No matter what the topic is, they can pull you in. And that's what I'm trying to learn how to do is be able to pull someone in on talking about a little topic or even a big topic about the Lions losing or something like that. It's just amazing to see how entertaining someone can be with just solely their voice. Very good. So we do have Jeff, Aaron, Jennifer, John, who I just introduced, and our final sports rap panelist is Lou DeVizio, who is a senior. He's got his last year. Journalism student at MSU, was a DJ for The Impact here his sophomore year. Uh, he does have interest in the field of print and broadcast. Lou, talk about a little bit about what you've learned as a journalism student here at Michigan State University. How's it going, Alex? Um, I've learned a lot here. I'm trying to focus on broadcast, been pushing around writing and broadcast, but now being in video, mostly this semester, it's it's pretty interesting getting interviews with some of the players. Now, now you say video, and, and you've gotten interviews with players and coaches. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about who is the most exciting person to interview so far and, and what it's like doing those interviews. Uh, most exciting person so far, I don't know if I can name a, a specific person because – I mean, everybody's got their own personalities, but it's it's really it's exciting to get in there and, and get in the locker room and talk to the guys. And I mean, it's a it's a different perspective that not a lot of people get to see. Absolutely, you're wearing your Tigers hat proud today in the That's studio. Right. Uh, talk a little bit about I mean, what what is your prediction for this team right now? 
Uh, right now, I'm excited to get Victor Martinez back. That's my number one. I mean, Delman, he, he played really well in the playoffs and honestly surprised me, but maybe I shouldn't have been surprised because he leads our team home run postseason franchise history, which is pretty incredible. But definitely Victor Martinez. He's right. running in scoring position, man. He's going to do it. <laughs> Let's hope so. So for those of you just tuning in, like I said earlier, this is the very first Sports Wrap chat. It will happen about once a month here on the Sports Wrap. Aside from our weekly show, uh, our panel today includes Jeff Preston, Aaron Jordan, Jennifer Swanchera, John Yales, and Lou DeVizio. So we've got a great lineup, like I said, opposed uh, as, as well as the panelists we do have today. Uh, in about a couple minutes, we're going to start talking about injuries, concussions, how that affects taking even scholarships for for high school seniors looking to continue into the college years. At 7.15, we do have TK coming on, who is a former MSU wide receiver. Uh, he is originally from Zimbabwe, actually. We're going to talk a little bit about with him what it's like being a student athlete and what it's been like for him at MSU. 7.30, we are going to have head coach of East Lansing High School, Steve Finnamore. He'll get into what he's seen as a coach, what he talks about with his high school students who are looking to continue into the college level. And then wrapping the show up from 740 on, we will get into a heated debate about whether whether college athletes should be paid or not. Uh, Like I said, it should be heated. That will be determined whether, and of course, all things aside, nothing personal here, guys. We all know (laughs) it's for the heart of the show. Uh, so we're going to start it off real quickly uh, with injuries and concussions. And, and Aaron brought up a great point before we got in the air today, especially because the Detroit Lions have had to deal with a variety of different injuries, a variety of different concussions, and, and even upper body injuries. Uh, players as Louis Delmas is concerned, uh, a variety of other guys that have had to deal with concussions in the past that are still playing today. Uh, just to start, we'll start it off with Aaron, Aaron here. We'll go left to right. Uh, talk about... Uh, just for the first topic of the show, if you're a high school senior and you have a college a college scholarship on the table, and let's say, for example, you bust your knee out your senior year. Now, there, there is still the opportunity of playing in the pros. There are many players that have had injuries in their high school college careers that currently play in the, in the pros. Now, if you are a high school senior, talk about the difficulties that would be in taking a scholarship like that, knowing that my odds of making it into the college and even professional level are somewhat more slim. It would definitely be a lot more difficult, at least uh, probably from where I would come from, because you would have a lot more to prove. You would have a co- you would be having a comeback season, season essentially. Now, now, when you say there's a lot more to prove, are you are you talking about strictly uh, statistical numbers, or is that more? Uh, proving, you know, getting into a, a starting and, and even state-level kind of leading role? Definitely getting into a state-leading and starting role because, like, say I tore my ACL and I'm a running back. That would be very difficult to come back from, um, possibly. And then I would have to come into college, a coach who's only seen me based on film, never seen me actually run. And he all he knows is that I tore that ACL my senior year. I would have to come in and prove that, I yes, I was coming back. I could still be the star athlete that I was in high school and that I did deserve a starting role on the team. Very good points. Now, from the student-athlete perspective, if you're that player, are you taking a college scholarship and continuing your dreams of becoming and making it into a professional career? Absolutely, because, number one, if I feel like I can um, 
make it on the college level, I'm definitely going to take the shot. If I feel I have the determination and I have the skill still after an injury like that, and that I can do it. Also, the scholarships that you talked about would save a ton of money when it comes to tuition, when it comes to room and board, all of that. It would save a ton of money. So you're thinking about a financial motive as well, saving yourself some money, coming out of college possibly with less debt or no debt at all. Sure. No, that's a great point. We're actually going to get into that a little bit later in the show as well. Jennifer, how about you with you? Do you agree with Aaron? If you're that college senior with a busted knee, you get offers from some smaller schools, are you necessarily going to take that scholarship? Or are, are the hardships of being a student athlete, is it really that difficult? Uh, especially in my high school, actually, we had our star player. He injured himself and had to take you know a lower offer. It's just, you know, you take what you get when you love a sport so much. As all athletes, you know, that go into college have to love their sport. They put so many hours and time into it. They, with their love, they're going to take whatever opportunity that they can do as long as they can play that sport and play as long as they can. If they can, you know, get a scholarship from it, even better. They're, you know, it's basically like getting paid but not getting paid. Sure. Uh, you know, monument. You know, they are getting their college paid for, which is a great thing. You're getting your education getting a higher level education for some people who might not be able to. And if you have athletic capabilities, it's a great thing to have and, you know, use it to your advantage. No, very good point. Now, let me just put it into a different perspective before we get TK on here. Uh, Let's say you are that high school senior. You obviously have the love for the game. You want to participate at the college level. Now, although you, you have the passion, you have the love, there is honestly so much limitations that affect how much work and how much success you will have even with your injury. Although, yeah, you will do anything to improve. You will improve tremendously. There's to a certain point where the physical body capabilities just are not there. Now, Lou, uh, with that perspective in mind, do you see uh, maybe the, the more Aaron route, yeah, that if you're that passionate about it, even with an injury, you will succeed? Or are there, those, are there those certain limitations? Well, I think you always have to believe that you're going to succeed. I mean, getting an opportunity to play at a college like here, if it's MSU, for example, I mean, a Division One varsity sport, you have to take that opportunity, and you have to believe that you're going to perform to your best. It might not work out, but that's the advantage of going to a good school like this. You get an education as well, and that's what you can do heading out of college. Great point. You did say you're taking that dream scholarship at MSU. We're going to jump to the phones and get a guy on who has taken that dream scholarship at MSU and has continued further than MSU with his career aspirations and is now recently pursuing business. So I introduced TK to the Spartan Sports Wrap. TK, great to have you on. Uh, talk a little bit about, to start, TK, your high school experience at Gold Lake, how you got involved with football, and even with your younger years, how you came here to the States. Um, well, uh, thank, <clears throat> thanks for having me guys on the call. I appreciate it. And, I mean, for me, it really started when I came to the States. Uh, I never really actually like, watched football. Never really was interested in football. Coming from Zimbabwe, I was born in Zimbabwe. Pretty much the sport we played there was soccer, like street soccer. That's what I played. So when I came to America, that was what I wanted to aspire in was soccer. But uh, my freshman year, I had an older brother who was a senior, and he played football, and he was that guy. He was fast. And I was like, TK, you look into it. So, you know, I was just looking at what my older brother did, trying to emulate him. I tried it out the next year, and I was pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> I was blessed. Uh, I was pretty good at it. It was the best way to get school in Gold Lake. So uh, I started hitting some football camps. And then, I mean, we didn't pass much of my offense. I mean, we're 
when we split, we spread the bar. Um, but I knew I had to form a camp, so I was a camp. It was good. I mean, you always feel like you always feel like getting past competition, like you know. But it was good. And then senior year came around. I separated my shoulder going my senior year, so I bounced back from an injury. So pretty much my senior year, my proving year, did pretty well. Uh, thought I was gonna get a full ride, but then didn't. I was given the third walk on to my shoulder and whatever the other circumstances were. So I mean, it was just more so like how much did you love the game? And it's crazy because like. Man, there's nothing, there's nothing like football, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a yeah. dream come true. I, any kid who gets the opportunity should definitely take it. TK, we definitely... Yeah, 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 we definitely hear you on that with the love of the game. I'm not sure if you just heard a little bit before you came on, TK. We were talking about the extent of a high school injury, and even though you are injured, there's always there, there's a certain extent of how much you can do in the college level. Well, you've certainly proved a lot of people wrong. You yourself have, have even taken a, a walk-on scholarship at Michigan State and has at least done something with that. So, TK, talk about your injury as, your, as a senior in high school, how you've had to deal with that, and do you agree that if you are injured, there's only some certain extent that you can perform? Um, for my injury, I was I was bust up to heal pretty well. So for me, for my injury when I came to uh, Michigan State, I wasn't really worried about it. But yeah, I've always known with injuries, once you break something in your body, it's really never the same because you know your body's like a temple. So when something gets broken from your body, it's never the same. But if I get hit on the shoulder, there's probably more likely of a chance of breaking again. Strong, so that's the thing with football. Like, there's so much, so much of your body, so mm-hmm. only so much your body is getting hit every game at those angles. So, like, the chance of re getting injury are really high. And- right. Now, now you made a big step. You decided to pursue some business aspirations currently, taking the year off. Now, are you done with the football team? Are you coming back to school? Talk a little bit about how you've chosen, you know, from, from being that walk on guy, and now you are kind of going in a totally different direction here. No, I just thought, you know, I've always been told that you be in a business just TK, TK, we're losing you a little bit here. I don't know if it's the connection or anything. Try to maybe talk a little bit more into the phone. So talk a little bit about your business uh, aspirations, what you're doing now, and taking the year off of football. Um, yeah, so I decided to take the year uh, away from Yeah, I decided to take the year off of football to kind of challenge myself. I'm doing uh, much of marketing. I also have a clothing line that we're starting, and we're also in the process of doing shows, like hosting shows, um, hosting artists, and kind of like using our standard base and our promotion team that we've gathered here to kind of now promote shows and have students on campus at different campuses come to those shows. So it's been kind of more so taking the kind of business aspect of it and seeing that how social mean campuses are and trying to just make the best of that business-wise. Very cool. Now, do you plan on coming back to MSU as a football player in the future, or if this if this thing takes off, are you just going to jump on the train and keep going? Uh, I feel like my, my door at Michigan State has closed. It's just a realisticness, you know. I mean, every year kids are getting better and more kids are coming in. Uh, I'm, I've come to terms with accepting that, you know. I, this is the route I decided to choose. It's the route that I wanted. So mm-hmm. by taking this route, you know, the door closes, but I used the door that was open when I first, my first year at Michigan State to really see the bigger picture for myself. Right. Now, now talk about when you were a redshirt. Talk about your responsibilities. You weren't necessarily getting into the games, but you certainly were there every step of the way for your teammates and with that Legends Division Championship, TK. So talk a little bit about, as your freshman year, what it was like as a student athlete primarily, but additionally, talk about what it was like to be on that 2011 championship team. 
it was an, it was an amazing feeling. I mean, I have so much love for the coaching staff, Coach D, and all those guys. They do yeah. a great job. I mean, Coach D is one of the best to do it. You know, and it's just like even though we didn't, if you're in a, the freshman, you didn't play as much. You definitely felt the love, like for the school, especially. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. Like it's it's definitely good. I see why a lot of kids do it. Mm-hmm. Like that feeling does not happen a lot. So. I see definitely why kids do it. Right. Now, you came to Michigan State as well. You did have a major. You are you are aiming now in terms of some kind of business direction. Talk a little bit about TK for our last question for you. How, uh, how MSU academically has prepared you and what you've learned here at Michigan State that you really couldn't get anywhere else without a college degree? Um, for me, what Michigan State, I'd say what Michigan State has done for me is really opened up my eyes. Uh, what I decided to do was I decided to actually take a semester off just so, like, I could take this business venture. I knew it was a safe business venture. And Michigan State kind of opened up for my eyes for me. Like, I, I don't want to take out any loans for my next two years of school, so I'm just going to pay it. Like, we've been very successful. I'm just going to pay for my next for my three, four semesters of school right away. But I can just learn. I can just do this out. And I felt like that semester of risk was really worth it. So, Michigan State really, the, the professors I had here really had me open up my eyes, like, do something different. Like, you guys, this is the time for somebody for you guys to do something different. All right, very good. Now, hardest part for you as a student athlete, TK? One re- one last question for you. Hardest part? Yeah. Uh, I have to say shout-out to Coach Manny for the Ironman on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> as freshmen, uh, those are the challenging ones. It's right before the weekend. You, like, it's Thursday night. Everyone's going out Thursday. You don't want to go out because you know you'd be up with five or fifty for, like, a all right, yeah, I'm sure you're a big proponent of that. All right, TK. Hey, great to have you on the show. I'm so glad you took the time out of your day to come on the Sports Wrap. And, hey, best of luck with your business ventures, and I'm sure with your goal-driven uh, kind of personality, I'm sure it will take off. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me on. All right, TK. Take care now. All right, so guys, we heard it from TK firsthand. Having an injury in high school, it is not the same. You do have the drive, but personally, from TK's perspective, it is not the same. 722 is the time. Phone lines are now open, 517-432-3893. Again, 517-432-3893. The Sports Rap panel and myself, we are opening the lines to an open discussion here about the interview with TK, a little bit about injuries. Uh, let's get to Jeff here, who has not spoken yet. Jeff, after hearing about TK, you heard Aaron and Jennifer's perspectives. You heard a little bit from TK. What side are you leaning on? Because this is just one player. Well, I think I've... I'm kind of of the opinion that if you can get a free education, you should definitely, you know, pursue that as much as you can. I think that it, it's it's fairly obvious to see that if you do suffer a serious injury in high school, that it's going to be difficult to come back. And obviously your body is going to be very limited. But um, what, what Lou said so um, poignantly was that these athletes don't get to the point where they're being recruited by major division one schools because of a lack of confidence. They all have the belief in the, um, and with good reason that they can overcome anything really. And so I think that, yeah, the drive is still, the drive still going to be there and it needs to be, if you're going to, you know, pursue, pursue your dream. But I think that if your talent, if your confidence has gotten you to the point where you can go to a college for free, then you should definitely take that opportunity. Absolutely. Now, 
Guys, this is very, very important because if there was no additional paid scholarship, if there was no boosters, if there was no anything that universities associate themselves with, giving money for scholarships for students, it would be a completely different choice to take a college student-athlete scholarship or just to be a regular student. And I'm sure in TK's concern, and, and, it, and it, it, it has opened his eyes, it, with that college experience, you will not be in the same place as you would as a regular student. A student-athlete, you get more open doors, you get more, uh, more of a support system than the normal student would get. Now, let's jump to you, John. Talk about, going off Jeff here, uh, you do have that love for the game. Talk about you know, your perspective if you didn't have that necessary student-athlete scholarship. Well, I think, first off, all these athletes are very motivated. They all have a drive that a normal human being does not have. They have something that got them that far in high school to where they were recruited. They got a drive that will most likely make them want to continue their athletic ability in college no matter what, as Jeff and Lou said. And pretty much whatever injury, as long as it's not like something that takes you out for a couple years they're going to want to come back and through that they kind of like the struggles of coming back it's harder than people probably think like when you break a leg we kind of just see oh they disappear for a couple months and then they come back and they're playing but you don't remember that they've been working their butt off for six months doing physical therapy every single day doing all that and that's what you have to remember because like in tk's uh situation he kind of he had the football. He had the whole situation of student-athlete, and he kind of had to make a decision to himself. What do I – do I keep doing the football thing on the side, which makes my schedule much more harder, but you get the whole championship football and that feeling that he said none of us have probably ever felt, which right. is an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. So you get that, but also he wants to continue his life outside of football. He doesn't think it, football is his career in the end. Yeah. So he has to think – you have to make a decision on what way you want to go. If you're going to drop out, if you're not that top-tier athlete, or if you're going to stay with it no matter what, even if you're not that star running back. Great point. And there are so many aspects that if you are a football player, you're used to getting hit out there every day. You're used to benching 300-plus pounds on the bench and facing these guys over 300 pounds on the line. Now, if you're one of those guys, all of those skills you learn from being on the field – in my opinion, contributes to you as your your career as your career continues. In TK's perspective, yeah, he gets hit out there every day as a wide receiver with a torn shoulder. He has had plenty of different hits in his career. Now, with what he is doing, like he said, that feeling of championship football, that hard work, nitty gritty on the field kind of work, that is something that is not is not teachable in many of our classes that we take as students. So, I'm going to jump to more of a subtopic right now. And talk about what college athletes have that we don't. Let's say there is a, uh, let's say there's a sophomore who's studying music, and he's out with the Detroit Orchestra, driving down once a week uh, for five hours a day, and it's just so hard for him to be a student yet get that experience in college as with playing for the student orchestra. Now, many college athletes they get the academic tutoring, they get the scholarships. Now, should the same thing apply to any other major? Because there are college athletes that think that they should be paid additional to what they're already getting with the scholarship. Aaron, let's start with you. Well, I think, um, and we'll get to the whole paid thing a little later on, because I do have an opinion about that. Great. But <clears throat> there, there are some student athletes who are saying they have to go to mandatory, stu- mandatory meetings. They have uh, mandatory study halls with their team. 
as well as the practices, as well as the games. Then some games they have to miss exams for, they have to miss classes for, so they have um, a ridiculous life, and they really don't get the same college experience that you and I might get, Alex. Um, they they don't really have much of a weekend as much some of them don't because their life is sports their life is academics so if they and obviously like you said if they didn't have the scholarship you don't know if they'd make it and one thing i will say is like just listening to what everyone else has said and going off of what tk said with his business venture you have to hope that a lot of athletes out there have a good major or something that they want to do outside of sports because even people who have made it to the pros, I did a little research on that. Only 1.7% of the student athletes, and this is from NCAA.org, uh, only 1.7 of the athletes who go into football end up going into the professional, the NFL. So you have to hope that they have something else. And even guys like Javid Best, who is having concussion problems for the Detroit Lions right now, Frankly, I think he needs to retire because I'm honestly scared for him with all the concussions that he's had and, and the huge one that he had at Cal. Um, you have to hope that he has something to fall back on um, outside of football because that door to the NFL, that door to football that he's given his a lot of his life to is slowly closing. Oh, those are some great points. Even with Javid Best, Ernie Sims, who's dealt with more than four concussions in his life, even dating back to Florida State in his days, uh, you did bring up some great points. 1.7% eventually make it to the professional level. And like you did say, their lives are academics and sports. Now, I am going to argue with you here because I believe that every athlete with their college experience should have that deal of social life. Uh, that that even going out on those Fridays, going out whether on those Thursdays that TK wishes that sometimes he was able to do, I think those are absolutely important when trying to go into your career. Uh, aside from football, that fraternity of football players, you're looking to network with many of the students as you can as well. Now, now Jennifer, before we get back to you, Aaron, you can, of course, have your response. Uh, we're going to jump to a quick break, actually, here in a second. But real quick, Jennifer, what are your thoughts on, on those athletes and what should encompass their college career? Actually, what you were saying earlier just a second ago, I was talking to a friend earlier today about how he decided to not do track this year uh, for Michigan State because he, you know, wanted to have the free time that everyone else gets to enjoy. And it's, you know, it's demanding to be a college athlete. But if you love the sport so much, you're going to do it. But also he tried it out and realized that it just wasn't for him. His love wasn't there to propel him through his career for the rest of the, you know, four years he has here. And what's he and doing now? Pursuing a major? He's, yeah, he, now he's pursuing a major, focusing on school, able to, you know, enjoy those weekends that all of us are able to, you know, that's a part of the college life is to enjoy the four years that you have here and live it to your f most potential. Aaron, in response. I, I just was, I read on an article in the New York Times that uh, Villanova, uh, field hockey uh, athlete, she actually did not have much of a, of a social life. Her roommate had the normal college experience that probably the four of us are getting here, or most of us, and um, she actually went home crying because of it. And, and she was getting a $19,000 scholarship to play field hockey, and it's more than $40,000 a year to attend. This was back in 2008, so that's probably risen as we can attest to with a uh, rising tuition costs. Right, right. But um, it basically sounds like you have to choose between 
academics, athletics, and a social life. You have to choose two of those, and most of them are going to choose athletics and academics. 31 minutes after the hour. Stay tuned more after this short break. You're listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89FM. You're listening to Impact Exposure. Out of here! Th- thanks again, man. It was good. Wait, time. you were uh, you were hitting it pretty hard tonight. Are you, are you good to drive? Heck yeah! I am amazing at driving. Yeah, man. You sure? I mean, I can call a cab, or we fine. can uh, we can get somebody to take you home. Yeah, you know? yeah. Don't worry. I'm good. Okay. Uh, hey, text me when you get back. Okay. Stop right there. This is stupid. He's drunk. Friends don't let friends drink and drive ever. A message from 88.9 The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Friday nights from 8 until 10 p.m., the Impact Flashback is your retro music alternative, playing your old favorites from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Only on Impact Primetime. In a world where radio was repetitive and mundane, in a time when FM is plagued by the same 15 songs, an army of new songs are called to battle. And only the strongest survive. Every Sunday night from 8 till 10. Sit or spin. Only on Impact 89 FM. Now back to Impact Exposure. Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact 89 FM. I'm Alex Sharg. Uh, We do have our sports wrap chat today, if you are just tuning in, featuring our guest panelist, Aaron Jordan, Jennifer Swanchera. We do have Lou DeVizio. We do have Jeff Preston. And, of course, John Nails to my far right. Uh, We are trying to get Steve Finnamore on the line. We actually do have him now. Uh, Steve, great to have you on the show as we talk about life of a student athlete. Steve, I understand you just had some tryouts for the East Lansing High School team. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, how hard is it for some of these students, uh, more so student athletes, you know, to partake in, in with their schoolwork set aside and getting their heart set on the basketball season? Hey, well, first of all, it's a pleasure being on your show, and I want to thank you for having me. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the student athlete today, it's so important that the first step is being taught these principles at home. Okay, you need okay. parents, you need grandparents, you need mentors, explaining to them how important it is. Today, you know, we had a few kids that, that we found out were academically ineligible, so we weren't able to try out. you got to take care of business in the classroom, because at the end of the day, it's all about the academics. Yeah, no, very good point, Steve, and I'm, of course, glad to have you on the show as well. Uh, we did actually have uh, Takuzwa Kuverono, who was a walk-on from Gold Lake on Michigan State. He's now pursuing uh, some business ventures aside from football. Uh, he did deal with a shoulder injury his senior year, uh, was actually intending to play soccer at first, uh, but actually had that initial love for football and what he could, he could contribute with his speed at the college level. Now, Steve, you've coached a variety of different players throughout your career uh even you know you being originally from new york i'm sure you originally played as a student athlete as well uh talk a little bit about the hardest parts about being a student athlete and and what is the one thing that you would say is different from high school student athletes that a lot of a lot of those uh those athletes that you have coached 
have a difficult time containing at the college level? Well, I think time management is the first uh, trait that you need to be really good at. And that goes back to probably your middle school days and, and your, your ninth and tenth grade days where you learn what to do with your free time. Now, I think in today's you know, era with all these young kids, they have so many things to do today. Back in the day in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, right. we didn't have as many things to do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in college, you can spread your classes around. You know, you have, a, you have that opportunity of scheduling probably the best times for you. When you practice, it, it takes up so much of your time because, unfortunately, now basketball and I think football is a, you know all-year-round sport. Mm-hmm. So time management is probably the most important thing that you really have to master I coached a kid a couple of years ago at St. Peter's College. He led the nation in scoring. His name was Kedrin Clark. He's playing over in Europe now. He was a 3.6 GPA student, and he said the best thing he was the best thing he ever did was to take time management classes. Right now, even with those time management classes, academics, off the field issues, there are some of those issues when it comes to injuries that TK had. He had a shoulder injury his senior year. And it limited him. I'm sure he had to do a lot of rehabilitation. It took a lot of time out of his academics and part of that time management. Uh, so talk a little bit about uh, Coach Finmore. How do the high school injuries affect a decision to take a college scholarship? Have you ever had an athlete of your own that has had a smaller, uh, you know, a smaller scholarship offer on a table that you specifically told him, hey, I don't know if it's in your best interest because if you're looking to necessarily make a career out of this, it's going to be a lot harder than if you didn't have that injury. Well, the first thing I would say is if a kid is offered a scholarship, uh, probably like in his junior year or early in his senior year, I would advise a kid to jump on it because you just don't know what's going to happen. Now, Denzel Valentine, who plays for Michigan State, mm-hmm. he has an older brother by the name of Drew Valentine that plays at Oakland University. Now, Drew, in high school, he tore his ACL. He had a serious injury. And a lot of colleges took their scholarship offers away from him. He wound up, Oakland stayed with him through thick and thin. He wound up going to Oakland. But if you get a look, if you've got colleges looking at you, you really, really have to think really hard about taking that scholarship and going. Because you know what? Academics, like I said earlier, academics are so important. And, and you know what? These chances, they don't just grow on trees. You know, colleges, they're so selective in these kids. And believe it or not, you know, you see the Kentuckys right now with the one and guns. You know what? I don't yes. know if that's such a bad thing. If he's not breaking any rules. You know, I don't know how well these kids do in school down while they're down there. But, hey, they're eligible, they're playing, and they're taking care of business. No, very good points. We actually do have a panelist with a question for you. Jeff Preston does have a question for you. Jeff. Coach, on the Calipari issue, um, so you would be – you are – you're in favor of a one and done rule as opposed to what we used to have where – players could go directly from high school to the NBA? Absolutely. Let, let me ask you a question. Now, I'm totally in agreement with that. Let me ask you a question. How many years did Tiger Woods go to college at Stanford? Well, probably not all four years, judging by right. the tone Woods, of the question. Tiger Woods went to Stanford for two years. Yeah, two. And no one said anything about him leaving school early. And he was on, he was on a golf scholarship. The, the thing is, it's the way the rules are set. The NCAA and the NBA need to get together and pan down some kind of rule. But you know what's going to happen with that? 
if they say, hey, you got to go X amount of years, you're gonna, they're going to pull what guys like Brandon Jennings did and go over to Europe and play. I, and it, you know what? It goes back to education. I don't know if it's being stressed enough because someday, you know, 30 for 30 years, CN had a had an episode a few weeks ago. It was called Broke or something yes. along those lines. And they showed these athletes. You would be surprised how many athletes are out there that play college sports that do not have a degree today, and I think that's a disgrace. Well, well, Coach, talking about players who don't have a degree, what do you think John Wall learned in a, probably about a semester or so at Kentucky that he actually went to classes, you can assume, I mean, he doesn't have a degree. Do you think that that's necessarily a good thing, or do you think that um, it should be a situation where the players that actually want to go to college from multiple years go? Because John Wall wouldn't probably go to college if the NBA's um, high school draft rule was in place. Probably a lot of the players on Kentucky's starting lineup wouldn't. Do you really think that those players that don't, the players that don't have a degree, do you really think that that's a good thing for the kids? Well, I, I, first of all, at the age of 18, I don't think everybody's equipped for college. I don't think everybody's mature enough for college. And, and like I said, I mean, if the NCAA has this rule in place, uh, I, I, that's a tough call. It all depends on what motivates someone. I mean, John Wall right now, he, he's, he's a millionaire right now, isn't he? Yeah, well, yes. And, and hopefully, hopefully he's doing the right thing with his money or he's going to wind up like those guys on that show. And, and you know what kids, guys should do? I mean, it's a great point you bring up, but you should, it should be like a guy like Al Horford who, uh, who went to Florida. He's from Grand Ledge here. He plays on the Atlanta Hawks now. Al Horford in the summertime went back to school. There's no rule saying that you can't go back to school when you're in your 20s or 30s to get your degree. Absolutely, Steve. Now, back to the main topic of our discussion here on the Sports Wrap. Uh, Do you believe that in addition to a student-athlete scholarship, should there be an additional payment for a college athlete? (laughs) You know what? I knew you guys were going to get to that. We got you. (laughs) <laughs> you, know what, you know what's great about sports, and, and basically almost everything in life, especially politics, but everybody has an opinion on something. No matter what topic or what subject you come up with, all three of us are going to have different opinions. Maybe two of us will have an opinion. It's rare that three people will agree on one thing. When it comes to paying athletes, I think it's really, really difficult because how do you pay a, a kid at Michigan State the same amount of money you pay somebody at Central Michigan University. Because those schools are not bringing in the same amount of revenue in the athletic department. So I think that would cut into recruiting a little bit. Because if a guy is getting recruited by those kinds of schools, you're going to be saying, wait, why don't I go to this school where they pay a little bit more? But if the NCAA can come down and say, okay, you'll get $100 a month or $150 a month. You know what? I wouldn't mind paying college athletes. Oh, absolutely. Now, let me bring up a quick point before we get you going here. Uh, Recently, actually last year, there was an article written in the New York Times about high school athletes potentially getting an additional $2,000 for just signing a letter of intent that originally uh, was was allowed, but it eventually was protested by the college athletic directors and more. Uh, 125 of them had an override request, and they did uh, decide to suspend the payment. Now, is that hinting to you, Steve? I mean, you've been around the game a long time and even the hoops game. Uh, does that hint to you that there could be a change in the future with college athletes getting paid ultimately, or do you see that not really coming in full circle? I, I think you, you touched on something really, really serious here. I, I, I do see it. I definitely think it's a hint. It's a touch for sure. I, 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 you know, it's, it's interesting because we can never say never because now you see college football, the BCS, there's going to be some sort of playoff in a couple of years, I believe, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Right, maybe even I, Big I, 16? 
We'll exactly. see if that comes in full circle. I think, I think we got to work on things to improve it. I, I just think guys need to get together, the important people, the coaches, the Tom Izzo's, the Coach Krzyzewski's, those kind of guys, the, the Nick Saban's. We, those guys need to sit down, and they need a more powerful voice. Here's the one thing that bothers me, though. Yeah. And, and college athletes, they bring in so much money. Now you're right. going to have the guy on the other side that says, well, they get a scholarship, whatever that amounts to, 35, sure. 40 grand a year. You know, they're going to school for free while, while a kid, and they can't even work, some of them. It's hard to have a part-time job. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, these college coaches are making so much money. And I know they're professionals, and, and coaches will get mad at me if they hear this, but you know what? <laughs> Somehow we got to compensate these student-athletes because maybe that's the reason why a lot of them are leaving after one year. Do you believe, though, um, my name's Aaron, by the way, do you believe yeah. that... Um, with these college athletes, uh, the ones at full scholarships at private schools average $35,000 a year. Wow. And in in-state public school, uh, $15,000 a year. So wow. do you believe that in addition to that, which they are basically being paid because that's money that they aren't necessarily getting as income, but they are saving and they won't be in as much debt, if at all, as the rest of us will, do you believe that they should be paid in addition to that, or do you believe that that's enough compensation? And, and see, that's that's the tough part there because I'm I'm in my forties and I'm still paying back my student loan, and, and 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 it's a difficult. I mean, you guys you guys are touching on a great topic, and I wish more more shows like yours would touch on this kind of stuff because I think it's it's brushed under the rug too much and people turn their heads to it. I I don't know that that's a tough one for me to answer to tell you the truth. All right, Steve, I appreciate you taking your time to come on the Sport Trap and for your kind words. Of course, we will definitely have you on in the future as the season goes on with hoops. Get your opinion on the Michigan State Spartans. And before you go real quick, what do you have after watching that first game in Germany <laughs> and all of these student-athletes not able to close out at Ramstein? Hey, I, I, I don't think we should buy it. We should... They should look into it too much. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's a long season. The Kansas game is going to be big for them to see how they bounce back. All right, Steve. I appreciate you coming on with all of your good insight. We will continue the discussion on the Sports Wrap as soon as you get off the line here. Uh, uh, thanks again for the insight, Steve. Glad to have you on, and I'm sure we'll have you on sometime soon. Hey, hey really, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me, and uh, you guys have a good night. You Thank too, you. Steve. Thank you. Bye. All right, so there we there we go. We do have uh, Coach Steve Finnamore from East Lansing High School. He brought up some great points, guys. Uh, let's start off with the last 14 minutes of the show. Should college athletes be paid? He even said it himself. He's seen it. He's been around for a while. We're going to start it off with Lou here. There's increasing amount of attention dedicated, you know, to this 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 big topic here. Uh, your thoughts, just to start, Lou. I, I'm with Coach 100 percent on that one. I mean. It's it's tough it's tough to say, I mean, guys with such a great opportunity to come to a school like this, get two career paths, possibly athletic, possibly academic. Right. It's tough to say, well, as an as a student who didn't get a scholarship at all, it's tough to say these guys should be paid in addition. But quite honestly I think they should because I mean, if you look around Kirk Cousins graduated last year, obviously. If you look around state, how many number eight jerseys do you see? Tons. That is mu- that is so much money. Jersey sales alone. These guys bring in money for their colleges, their universities, mm-hmm. conferences, the NCAA. So, so even though these guys are bringing in all the revenue, what about the opportunity that the universities, the NCAA gives for college football in general? Because that's always going to be the argument and in, in attention to these students. Yet, 
That's exactly why the NHL Players Union, with the lockout, that's exactly why the owners and and the players are not getting along in the first place. It's who's getting all the attention. Is it the players or is it the owners with the opportunity of their teams? Now, what is your response to, you know, that argument? I think, and I'm glad you brought up the the lockout, too, because I'm (laughs) huge into hockey. Oh, man, it's too bad, but... I mean, it's the same thing. It's I don't think that the owners, the owners, they organize the teams. They do a great job. They run the league. Right. Uh, same with the NCAA. Um, but the product is the players. And if you're going to use these players as a product to make money for yourself, they need to be compensated accordingly. And obviously the PA doesn't agree with that. Uh, and that's what I have to say about NCAA as well. Jeff. Well, <clears throat> I, I think that Paying college athletes would be one of the more colossal mistakes and that the NCAA can make and might take down college sports. Colossal. Yeah. yeah, I really do. Because I, I think that we talked a little about about the social life of um, about <coughs> college athletes and about how it's much different. If you're really talking about, we talked about all the number eight jerseys as well that are around the state of Michigan. If you really talk about compensating these players in full, and I don't know if that's necessarily what Lou was alluding to, but... If you want to talk about compensating players in full, which people like Jay Billis and other people have done, I mean, ESPN had a whole big roundtable discussion about this. You're talking about millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And you're talking about having Terrell Pryor walk around Columbus, Ohio with an agent, a bodyguard, with all kinds of other people. Because if you're talking about the actual net worth of these players, of Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins makes the university millions of dollars. And so if you're talking about actually paying him that much money, I'm, I mean, let's think about this really, really. Okay. If I'm being paid millions of dollars, I'm not going to class yeah. ever, mm-hmm. not not once. Yep. And because why? Why should I? I mean, I've got, I've got. If I'm not stupid, I can save all that money, and I can, you know, play football here, not go to class. And if they want to kick me off the team, I've made how much money? I mean, how much money have I made in one season? And also, I think that the really. I don't know how much more a player deserves than a free education. I'm an out-of-state student. I'm paying a lot of money. I'm taking out a lot of loans. I'm going to be in debt until probably after um, Coach was in debt. And some of these schools, I mean, you take a look at USC, which is a great football school. Their acceptance rate is 18%. If you can give me a free degree from USC, you really don't have to give me a lot more. Now, you brought up a great point because even with some of these schools, Coach, Coach said it first. When you're comparing a CMU and a Michigan State experience, those are mm-hmm. totally different levels of payment. Yeah. At CMU, you're not necessarily getting the type of education that you're going to dedicate, you know, so many x hours to a day. You're not going to get, you know, the kind of living experience, the the, the better quality of dorms, the better quality of a campus that you're going to get at at Michigan State that you wouldn't get there. Now, you said it would be the colossal. It would be the end to college athletes. Now, let me let me give it to you from this perspective. Let's say the NFL decides to let players from high school jump directly to the pros. And you said, if I have a million dollars, I am not going to class. But I would argue because many NBA players wish that they went back and got their their college degree. Some of those players that jump from the high school level directly to the pros, whether it be even taking a year off 
you know, and, and maybe even in John Wall's case, taking a semester at Kentucky and going to the pros where, you know, not necessarily he's going to be able to be fine for the rest of his life. We look at guys like Charles Barkley. We look at guys like Michael Jordan that have had so many gambling cases. There are so many external intangibles that could happen. Yeah, that's that's the extreme. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. certainly a perspective that not necessarily every athlete would go through. But with that perspective, John, let's jump it over to you. Uh, do you think that with those concerns that I just addressed, do does every athlete have the mindset as him that you know if I'm earning a million dollars a year I am not going to go to class? I think you have to be careful because these are their own, these are their own separate people. They make their own decisions, and if you're stepping in and kind of saying we want you to go to college, it's good for you to go to college. It is in the long run compared to all the statistics. It is they need to get their degree because most people don't make it, don't make the money in the pros, and most of them go bankrupt or get into debt and they get into trouble but you can't start stepping in and saying we're gonna say you all have to go to four years of college no matter what because that's too much control you can't control people's lives like that they can make their own decisions if they want to go for one year i think they should be able to go for one year if they want to jump from high school that's up to the league if they want to accept that but i think that should be an option if it's available if they think they can do it at 18 years old go ahead i don't really care it's their own opinions it's their own what they think is the most important if they want to do it then do it you can't say hey i grew up better than you i think this is what you should be doing because that's the better option you have to let them live their life they want now lou you being a hockey guy letting them make their own decisions if i want to go to the professional level i'm going to go right now well and hockey's concerns you're not necessarily going to a michigan state and playing college hockey there are the juniors some people might think, as you know, you're a hockey guy, that a junior experience is in, you know, when it comes to trying to get to the NHL is better than what you would get in college. Now, um, your, your opinion on that statement and, and what, with what they said in their regards. Well, I'm with John on that, uh, absolutely. Um, as far as uh, the NHL system where you can go in at 18, you got the choice of college, major, junior. I knew a kid who I played high school with. Um, he got a full ride offer from Boston College, and he turned it down to play major junior in the Ontario League with Windsor. He played there. He's got drafted by Toronto, 50th overall in, I think it was 09. Wow. And now he's been playing for the Marlies for a while. He hasn't really been spectacular down there, but it looks like he might be a career minor leaguer. Now, he, he's probably going to look back. I, I can't speak for him. Obviously, it's his choice, and I like the system where you can choose whether you go get an education or you just go to major junior, increase your chances for the NHL. But he might look back and say, you know, maybe maybe having that second opportunity academically would have been a good decision. Well, and we're just going through those percentages here. I, I personally feel like, no, they should not be paid because they practically are being paid with the scholarships that they're getting. Mm-hmm. Like I said to Coach, pri- top private schools, $35,000 a year is what the scholarships average. $25,000 a year for out-of-state public and 15000 for an in-state public. That's a lot of money. That's a lot more, more money than I'm going to have when I come out of college. Um, most of us here, and like me personally, I'm probably going to be paying debt later than Coach was if Michigan State, I love this school, but if they keep pulling the same routine that they do with um, – tuition rising every single year, I'm going to be paying back debt for a long time. Because let's be honest, journalism majors don't really make a lot of money right from the start. Um, But I feel like 
the scholarship, they're going to be coming out with a lot less debt. And even though those lower percentages don't necessarily, or those percentages don't necessarily make it into the pros with over 400,000 student athletes, um, and only 1.7% from football make it to the pros, 1.2% from men's basketball make it to the pros. Um, they're making money. They're not making it in their pocket right away, but they're saving money that they would have to pay back in the long run. Also, I found out that even if an injury happens, a career-ending injury in the college level, California recently passed a law that... Um, the colleges will have to give academic scholarships to students who lose, who lose athletic scholarships if they're injured while playing. They will also have to cover insurance deductibles, pay health care premiums for low-income athletes, among wow. other things. So they're getting a lot based off of being a student athlete, so they practically are being paid already. Now, just to stir the pot just a little bit with the last four minutes, let me just put it this way. If college athletes should not be paid, should be paid, Let's say they are paid, and that might be the colossal move in the end of college sports, but at the same time, it could generate more of the revenue, could even out many of the disagreements that constantly happen in college sports. Now, let me bring it to you like this. If college athletes are paid, and they do get an additional stipend, additional to their scholarship, if they are able to be paid at the college level, NCAA Football 13 on your Xbox or PS3, they're going to be able to put the names on a lot of the players. Nice. The players are going to be able to generate... <laughs> another source of income besides for just being a college student or being paid by their university. Now, many might argue that, hey, if that's the case, then me as a, you know, me as a music major, me as an, as an art major, if I'm getting my artwork out there, I should be paid and I should be able to generate some sort of income instead of waiting till I get my education and then going out into my career path with my bachelor's degree, if not more. Now, your opinions on that, Jennifer, you sitting there, you know, a little uneasy, <laughs> not too sure. I just went <coughs> waiting for my turn, but... The problem is that if this ever happens, there's no looking back. It, players are never going to let go of it, and once you know NCAA starts paying their athletes, it's they're going to have to keep play, paying them. And also, I mean that once they start paying, then it goes into each sport. How much does each sport get? And then also, then the sexist things are going to come out as to you know women's teams aren't going to get as much obviously because they don't make as much revenue. And then you go into like once it goes basketball or football, basketball, and then you go into this long list of the rest of the sports, how are you going to keep paying them when they don't necessarily yeah. bring in the dollar amount? But it's, they're athletes too. Sure. They're going to argue, you know, they want to be paid as well just because they don't necessarily bring in the dollar amount. Sure. Now, now, constantly, there have been many reforms from abolition. There have been many reforms in terms of necessarily in the future. There could be reforms in terms of college athletes being paid. Now, we all have our different opinions on that. Ultimately, what do you think is best for the athlete? Now, you said it's the colossal end of all sports. You're saying you know, necessarily that being paid, you know, you, you guys are signing on the same aspects when it comes to, you know, being paid at all. Now, now, even if there is some sort of payment, is that best for the athlete in terms of A, his degree, B, you know, focus on his sport, and, and maybe another element that you could talk about is maybe the athletes took commitment to a university. Uh, anyone want to jump in on that? Just uh, draft to start? Well, I think that it kind of goes back to what I was saying about if I was just all of a sudden paid $2 million, would I really go to class? I can speak for myself personally. I can't speak for everybody. But I think I can also – I think I have a fairly good grasp about kids my age. And I think that, you know, if you're given – and really just the human nature in general, if you're given a lot of money fast – 
I don't necessarily know if the commitment's going to be there. And you talk about loyalty to a university. I think that back to the social life thing, it would almost feel like you're not a part of the university. It would be, I mean, to the university, you would kind of just be, you'd be an employee, strictly an employee, not right. a student, not a, you know, just strictly an employee. And I think that that would take away from your loyalty to the university. And I think that if you get paid a lot of money fast as a human, you're not going to be as committed. I also think that it's not really a question about what's best for the student. It's also what he deserves. Like as an athlete with the whole numbers, his name on the jersey, you have to think that that's their personality. That's their name. That's them that they're making money off of. It's not it o- over the whole course of the whole country. It's a lot of money. But in the end, like they can't sell their clothes or whatever from a game like Ohio State. Five players got caught selling stuff, whereas Auburn goes and sells Cam Newton's pants from the uh, title game for sure. 1500 right. and they sold Denard's pants from the Notre Dame game last year for like 1300 and they're not allowed to do that. Ohio State got caught for that, but yet they're allowed to make money off of that. So I think they shouldn't be getting a salary, so-called, but they should be able to make money off of who they are and what they built from themselves. Lou, to close, final statement here. Uh, I just wanted to change. I don't agree with the notion that the players are employees. This applies to the NHL as well. Employees are someone who perform a task. I mean, people people don't watch guys in a warehouse because they're good at what they do. They're a product. Players are a product, and I think yeah. they're being sold, and they should be compensated. Absolutely. Great points. You have it here from our Sports Wrap panelists. Again, this is the very first Sports Wrap chat of the year. Many more to come. Again, I'm Alex Sharg. To my left, Aaron Jordan. Jennifer Swanchero. Lou DeVizio. Jeff Preston. John Yeos. And we'll be back next week. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.